You're listening to the Missouri Realtors Podcast with host and Missouri Realtors President, John Mayfield. Join us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies and practices to help you become a more successful realtor. Well, thank you so much, Missouri Realtors, for listening and or watching to this podcast. I want to welcome Lori Robertson with us. Lori, if you were not with us at our fall business conference, was our featured keynote speaker on the opening day. And Lori does a lot of storytelling and she's a speaker and really has a quite a resume. And I'm going to let her share some of that with, with us here. But Lori, thank you for joining us. Thank you, John. I'm so excited to be here with you and to have another opportunity to talk to the great Missouri Realtors. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, let's kind of get right into some of the questions. You, um, you, your, your theme, I guess I should say, or your specialty is on storytelling. Um, how did you kind of realize that storytelling was something you wanted to pursue and uh, how's it impacted your your business and how you use it? I I have always loved a good story. And in fact, um, my mom still tells the time when about, um, I think in kindergarten or first grade, I learned that you could tell stories that weren't actually true. And I started telling elaborate stories of things that happened on the weekend and fun things we did uh, not really worrying about the fact that they weren't factual. So then my mom leaned in to help me understand uh, the difference between telling a story for a story's sake and telling the truth. But, uh, but I've always been a fan of story. Then going, coming out of grad school, I was hired by a publishing company that owned a live event division called Women of Faith. And I went to my first Women of Faith event and it was a two-day faith-based women's event. Um, we were in NBA and NHL arenas around the country. And I, the company was headquartered in Dallas. I moved to Dallas and went to my first event. And I, I have never gotten over the feeling I felt walking into the American Airlines Center with over 18,000 women packed to the very top row and watching the power and the magic of these women in a circle, in the round, singing together, laughing together, learning together, having touching moments together. And truly every bit of that was driven by story. I would see women and men walk on the platform weekend after weekend and share out of the stories of their own lives, sharing principles they learned along the way that would help these women for the challenge they're dealing with, for the opportunity that's in front of them, um, and I've honestly been sold out for the power of story ever since then. That's a great story. That's a great story. And I love that. Um, and I think, you know, this year, my theme is it's your story. And what I've wanted real estate members of Missouri Realtors to, to take away from my theme this year is how impactful stories can be. People can remember stories. Oh, wow. And I, I remember a number of years ago, reading a John Maxwell book. And I love to read John Maxwell's books. And he's a, yeah. John is to me, the leadership guru that's out there. But I remember being on the beach one year 
And I, I finished this John Maxwell book and I looked at my wife and I said, gosh, that was such a good book. And I said, you know, really all he did was tell us stories throughout the whole book. He would tell a story about someone, a famous person, and then reiterate the leadership principle behind that story that he just told. But we do remember stories, but as real estate agents, I mean, or small business owners, uh, walk us through the power of a story versus maybe not using a story. I hope that's not too difficult for you, but I mean, it's there a principle to be learned for us as real estate professionals? Yeah. It, so here's the, here's the broad principle. We are wired for story. And there are schools of data and science and neuroscience that show why. But long story short, we are wired. We carry in our DNA a biological and neurological response to stories. When we hear a story, we get a burst of cortisol that tells us to perk up and pay attention. And then we're rewarded with dopamine as we stay with the unfolding of a story. And probably the most powerful neurochemical element is that as we engage in the emotion of a story, our oxytocin level goes up and oxytocin is a social hormone. It's the hormone that drives empathy and connects us with one another. And it is associated with trust and loyalty. And so truly a story creates a neurochemical connection with another person that facts and data just don't. And they're fabulous um, anthropology driven uh, reasons that way back in early, early ancestors, they learned that you needed to pay attention when a story was told because you'll, you may learn something you need to know to survive or to thrive. And that looks different for us today, of course, but it's that same, that same drive biologically and neurologically that tells us to lean in and pay attention and connect through story. Yeah, that, that is so true. The podcast I did last month we had a lady on there and she was talking about a book called the go-giver book, but she was talking about those three principles. People want to do business with people they, they know, like, and trust. And you just talked about the trust. And I think stories do kind of bring that in, especially when we kind of include ourselves in the story. But now during your keynote, you were talking about bringing other people into the story sometimes helps, but walk us through an example of how we might share, use ourselves or, or maybe even use someone else in the story that could be uh, business related that could help us. Yeah. So when you, when you tell any story, that same biological mechanism is at play. And so we've all heard great leadership lessons um, when we heard it through the story of, and, and this was probably very much what you experienced in that John Maxwell book, you hear the story of how a great leader overcame this challenge or, um, or stepped into this opportunity. And the story is used to illustrate a principle that then you engage with and retain better because it was told through a story. But so the magic of stories is true, whether you are in the story or not. Here's where 
you get a, a, a turbo boost of connection and impact when you can use a personal story. And this is certainly true when you're talking to um, small business owners or to realtors or honestly to anyone. And the thing there that's really important to remember, most people, when you want to talk to them about sharing your story, we immediately think, well, I don't have a story. I, I didn't, I wasn't Miss America. I didn't win the Super Bowl. I haven't climbed Everest. I didn't survive the unsurvivable. But, but those, those are not the kinds of stories we're talking about necessarily here because the point is not amazement. The point is not shock and overwhelmed at this unique experience. The point we're shooting for is connection. There's, um, you may have uh, seen or even read um, Robert Cialdini's book, Influence. And in that book, he talks about these six levers of persuasion. And one of those levers is likability. And obviously we want to be likable. But in this instance, what he's referring to is that we have a natural positive bias toward people we find common ground with. We find a similarity. We tend to like people we determined to be like us. And the best way to set the stage for that is tell a bit of your story. Think about if you tell me, John, that you grew up in a small town, all of a sudden I grew up in a small town. I, I connect with you through that or, or you like black licorice and oh my gosh, almost nobody likes black licorice, but I like black licorice. And suddenly we have a bridge and that's what stories Stories that don't make the news, stories that you don't write a book about, stories that show your life experience and allow me to connect my life experience to you. That that's the power of story. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's a that connection just helps. And I think sometimes I use stories a lot as a real estate broker. And and, and naturally, after you have some experience and some, I guess, you know kind of the pun after you have war stories that you can share some time there. But but I've always found stories to be very helpful with me to overcome objections in in the real estate business. And one good example, and I've, I've shared this before, I think earlier in the year when we did a podcast, but sometimes when I ask a buyer, how much earnest money do you want to put down on a house. Well, naturally, if I just ask you, Lori, how much earnest money would you and your husband want to put down on the offer that you're making on this home, that has, you know, uh, that's a question. And you could say, oh, well, we want to put $500 down. But if I said to you, now we need to talk about earnest money. And let me tell you a quick story about a buy, some buyers I had a while back. And this is, this story was they wanted to buy this farm. They could not get, I could not get the seller to come down. They only had a certain amount of money. They wanted to pay cash. They were very uh, uh, devoted to the fact they didn't want to take a loan out. Mm -hmm. And so all they had was cash. And I remember being at the Dairy Queen in St. Genevieve, Missouri, right off I-55. And I, I said, listen, I've got an idea you want to make an offer. This is the best offer you can make. Why don't you just put down the entire amount of the purchase price as earnest money? Mm. They kind of looked at me a little odd and I said, now I won't cash that earnest money check. 
unless he accepts the offer. And then I have five banking days to deposit it in the bank at that time. And they said, that's fine. And I remember taking that offer out to the seller. And when the seller said, I'm not taking anything less than the list price. And I said, I understand, but I have to present all offers to you. And I gave him the offer and I slid the check over in front of him that had the full, the amount of the sales price. It was six what? figures. Mm-hmm. And he immediately said, where do I sign now? Mm-hmm. I'm, and I didn't sure. tell that story like I probably mm-hmm. should have here, but I remember how impactful that was. Well, when I tell that story, Lori, for earnest money, buyers are then open up and say, well, we could put 10,000 down or 20,000 down. And mm-hmm. here I was only going to probably get 500, but because mm-hmm. I used a story that right. showed a success story, it helped in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't mean to speak that long and drawn out about my story, yeah. but hopefully hopefully a member might use that as a, as a good tool to, to get more of an earnest money because every offer plays such a, uh, a huge there are so many pieces to that offer, but how do we take stories from the past and put them together? I mean, how would you recommend we construct a story or, or put mm-hmm. a story together to use in our business like that? Yeah. And I want to, ref- I want to go back to the earnest money for just a second and just point out that what you did in that moment through that story was something that you couldn't have done another way, which was help them reframe their perspective about earnest money, about what, how you can use it as a tool. It's not just a a box to check in the transaction. And that, that really is the power of stories. And you use your stories to illustrate principles, you know, how, where you learned something, where you saw it in action, you use your story to illustrate those principles in a way that helps shift someone's thinking and helps change their perspective. You want to help them think or know or do something different. And you use that story as a tool. Um, And honestly, I, I love to just recommend that you start by sort of mining your story for those little stories that are signposts on your journey. And then you can take any story and most stories you could illustrate a number of different principles through the use of that story. And as you start training your brain to recognize and look for stories and to use stories, all of a sudden you'll start seeing stories you can use every day. You'll, you'll see something funny that happens when you stop by the bank or you'll have and, and um, another conversation with another buyer or home seller. And you'll think, oh my gosh, this is a great way to illustrate this point that I need to educate all my buyers on. And so we train our minds to pay attention, to look for those stories, because truly those stories are just moments. They're not enormous. They're not things that get you on the news. Those stories are just moments that illustrate a point. Exactly. And I think you're so right is, you know, look for those opportunities because every day as we go through, even just sometimes reading social media, I I don't find that I I don't get on social media as much as I should probably anymore. But yesterday I got on and I read the most touching story that another person shared. And it was really a matter of that person 
recognizing someone in front of her in line was having a, a difficult day. And when she went out into the parking lot, she told the lady, she said, I, I'm so sorry. I sense that there's something wrong. And the lady told her her husband was in the hospital and then was not doing well. And, you know, they just visited for a second and the lady told her, she said, I needed to, to, I needed for you to someone to talk to. Now, I read that on social media, but it's also now a story for me to share with others to say, we never know what someone's going through in life or somebody that might be in front of you at the grocery store could be having a bad day, but we don't know what their home life's about or what's going on in their life. So stories can be so impactful and and help people in so many ways. Absolutely. Tell tell us a little, let's go back to women of faith, because I think that's so cool I'm sure you did hear a lot of stories. Were there any stories that resonated with you and just you still remember to this day that had an, an impact on your life or your career? Yeah, there, you know, there were so many stories. We we were, I was, I was blessed. So my job when I first started at Women of Faith was um, I, I worked for a short time in marketing and then I moved into what we called programming, which really was producing the event. And so I hired the speakers and coached them, worked with our president, Mary Graham, to lay out the flow of the program and the experience. And the production team was my team. And over my 10 years there, um, I led a couple different teams. And then the second half of my time at Women of Faith, I um, I was asked to step onto the stage and emcee the events. And so many of the moments, while the messages from the platform were enormously impactful for thousands of women, myself included, weekend after weekend. So many of the stories I think of are stories that um, that occurred behind the scenes. And one of the stories that always sticks with me when I was first starting to MC, I was I just could not have been more nervous. I had no public speaking experience to bring to the table. The bar was high. The opportunity was big. Um, the audience was, was big, uh, to good, bad, or ugly. There were a lot of people to witness it. And, um, one of my, one of the ways that anxiety really manifested for me to begin with was, um, I would, I sweat so bad. My feet sweat. I just thought I would slip out of my shoes and, Um, I always had to take my shoes off and kind of dry my feet on the carpet before I could walk onto the stage. And I was doing that one weekend and just, you know, trying to settle myself down as the time was going, was winding down before I needed to step up. And um, at the time we had Sandy Patty touring with us. And I don't know if she still is, but, but then she was the most awarded woman in Christian music history. And um, and, you know, had sung on the biggest stages and been to the biggest places and won the biggest awards. And Sandy saw me and she, as she normally would do, she stopped to encourage me. And um, she said every time before it's her turn to walk on a stage to sing or speak or perform, she always thinks, maybe I could just come back tomorrow. And I just thought how sweet that was that Sandy would tell me that even, even at her level, she still felt a little nervous. She still thought maybe I could come back tomorrow. And I thought, um, well, Sandy can do it. 
I can do it. And if I keep doing it, then it'll get easier and easier to do what I'm here to do. Um, and I've never forgotten that little moment of encouragement. Yeah, that's neat. Very, very cool. Um, I know you tell one story, you told a story at our, at our leadership, um, at our fall business conference at the opening session. But I think the principle was so good there is that when you, and it's, it's, we won't spoil it so they can go back and watch it. Uh, but basically just, we have to be who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I remember that as a speaker myself, when I used to watch a speaker, his name was Howard Brenton and Howard would like, people just love to watch him speak and he would go and he would get on a desk and he would, you know, make these funny faces and he had all this energy. And I used to sit there and think, Oh, I'd love to be able to be like Howard Brenton and do that. And one day I just said, you know, John, you just have to be you. You can't be Howard. You're John Mayfield. And when I really got to that point, Lori, I think it opened up so many doors and opportunities for me because, and I would hear people say, and I'm sure not everybody, you know, we can't, my mom used to say not everybody likes chocolate ice cream, you know, or vanilla. That's why we have chocolate. But, you know, it helped me realize that we just have to be who we are. And so I want our members who are listening or watching just to kind of realize that, you know, storytelling takes practice and takes time, but just be who you are. And I think when you do that, your story will resonate with sincerity and you'll do a great job. Are there any books that you um, would recommend to our listeners that might be good books to learn about story? Yeah, absolutely. So the book that I, and I've read I've read at least a dozen, probably closer to 20 books about story and storytelling. And truly the one that I recommend the most, and it's probably the book I've recommended most in the last six months or a year, but it's a book called Stories That Stick. It's by a woman named Kendra Hall. And it's a fabulous read. It combines um, certainly the science of why we respond to stories the way we do, but also what makes a story powerful, how to use your own stories, and, um, and it's a super easy read because she's a storyteller. So all throughout the book, she shares stories of when she learned these principles, when she saw them in action. Um, she has a, the author has a strategic storytelling agency and works with organizations and nonprofits to craft these stories that they need. And she shares some of those stories um, as great case studies as examples we can learn from and principles we can see. So I, I just absolutely recommend that book. It's called Stories That Stick. Really? And Kendra Hall, you said, was the name of that person. Kendra Hall is the author. Yes, good. that's right. Well, good. Mm -hmm. Well, we will have Lori's contact information down below. Feel free to reach out to her. She does some um, speaker training, coaching for, uh, in fact, one of our members uh, down in the mm -hmm. Springfield area, she does some coaching yeah. for and, um, it did a, uh, just really a wonderful job at our fall business conference. Hopefully you'll get a chance to see her in person again. Hopefully we can have you come back to Missouri Realtors. That would be great. But uh, thank you so much for sharing your information and, and just reminding us that stories can be so helpful and impactful. 
Um, keep, you know, I started just using my notes app and when I see an idea or yes. think of an idea, yes. just keep right. an eye, uh, a running a note for yeah. uh, stories or story mm -hmm. ideas. And when you have a transaction or close a transaction, look back and think, was there a story from that transaction that, uh, in fact, I, I probably should put you on the spot. Uh, do you have a real estate experience? You don't have to, don't mention any names or anything, but was there a story or something impactful that you can remember from that transaction that might enlighten us to, to be conscious of for buyers or sellers or, you know, I um, I am sure that there are, you know, kind of the help us help you principle. And I'm sure that there are things that you you need buyers or sellers to understand um, that helps you help them. Like exactly. That, that gets them out of their own way, because the fact is and this is this is what. I, it is so important to me, especially for most of us, our home purchase or home sale, that's the largest financial transaction we'll exactly. ever have. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I'm not an expert in that. I want to work with someone that I trust, knows what I don't need to know and works in my best interest. And that's why um, I think personal connection and I, always, and I think story is the best vehicle for that is what draws people to you because I, I want to, I want to believe that, you know, what I don't need to know. And I want to believe that, um, I can trust you to take care of it for me. And the right. best way to establish that is to make a personal connection. And also if everyone's going to say, I'm going to work hard for you, I'm going to have your best interest at heart. But much more powerful is to tell me a story of when that was the case. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I love that. I mean, it is sometimes we take for granted because I remember I was listing and selling houses and I, I came home from college and I thought, well, I, I probably I was living at mom and dad's, you know, and I'm 23 or 22. I crammed four years of college into five. But uh, I remember <laughs> thinking, well, I I don't need to be living at mom and dad's. I, if I'm selling real estate, I ought to buy a home. So I bought a home, but I was wanting to move to Hollywood to go into the, the film, you know, and long, another whole story. So mm -hmm. I put, I fixed up the house and I put it up for sale. And I remember the lady showed it that day. And I, I sat at home and this is before cell phones and never got a call. And never got a call. And I thought, I wonder what they thought about the house. And eventually by the next morning, I was like, well, I wish she'd just call and say they hated your house. It was awful. You know, I wanted to hear something. Yeah. And then I thought, John Mayfield, how many times have you not followed mm. up with mm. someone after you've right. shown their house? And it really reminded me that communication was so important. So I, uh, that's kind of why I, I didn't know if there was something there, but that was a great little nugget. There is the fact that we are working with someone's most expensive transaction they will probably ever have. And just the ability for us to convey that message to you that, look, we're going to provide you the things you need to know and stay, stay in good communication and 
And we, you know, we, we want to work with people we believe understand us. And even a story like that, of course, you've been a homeowner and a home buyer and a home seller, but even a story like that, like I, you've been in the shoes where you're trying to sell your home. You know that it's being shown. You can't wait to hear good, bad, or ugly. You want to, you yeah, want to some hear. kind of feedback. You, yeah. You've been, you've been in that very place. And so you can empathize with homeowners who are waiting to hear. Yeah, exactly. Even, and you know, even sharing that story, it's just a point of connection. Yeah. And so, and I share that story when I'm out on listing appointments, just to show my, uh, to bring a story, a personal story that, Hey, I, I know what you're going through and selling your house. And I know you're going to have a lot of questions. Hey, the inspector's coming. What is he looking for? And so anyway, well, I hope our members will uh, use story because it is your story and it's a powerful story and you can yes. use that uh, to really have such an impact on other people's lives and and yep. improve your business as well. So Lori, thank you again. This has been wonderful. And we really enjoyed having you at our fall business conference. You did a great job. I believe you can still go back and watch that on our YouTube channel at Missouri Realtors. So go check there or the Facebook page, one of the two, but I, I think that recording's out there. So I'd love for you to go watch that. Thank you, Lori. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, John. Great to talk to you. <laughs>